This is Joe Costello's WFO Radio Ignition. Covering everything that has wheels, an engine, and a driver. The reason I race is to get the chicks. You know what I mean? <laughs> NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, sports cars, and NHRA drag racing. Hey, guys. Just want to let you know, WFO Rock. WFO Radio is total motorsports. It's just so cool. Fasten your seatbelts. Fire up the ignition and drop the hammer. Yeah, let's do it. Now, here's your host, Joe Costello. WFO, how's everybody doing out there? WFO Radio is back. A special Tuesday edition of WFO Radio Ignition. Oh, yes. And I don't think this one's going to make YouTube, folks. I just don't think so. Not after the hot start we just had. But hey, it is what it is, right? Following up the big Memorial Day weekend, the Monday holiday, and we're getting together for Ignition. Right here, right now, a stopwatch show. That's right. We're on the clock. On the clock. One minute, 25 seconds into the show. Let's bring on Giovanni in Miami. Giovanni, welcome. How are you? Expecting long? Woo, all right. Right from the start. I don't have to listen to a lot of uh, pontificating. You don't like hearing about the sponsors, do you? I That's see. That's not true. No, we saw your hand though. We saw you doing better for the show. It is. We saw you doing this at the start. So do you think that's nobody would have seen that if you didn't? You know. Well, I took down the ignition. Larry, you usually start the show with a one shot. Let's just say, you know. Yeah, I left you up. Well, I'm super excited to just get going, right? Because we have so much to talk about in not a lot of time. We actually want to. Uh, get this thing in in an hour. And so it's going to be a different pace show, but we have put up the Whoa, link for the Patreons, Sue and Bobby Graham and whoever else. I would imagine Troy might be out there to, to, to uh, you know, he's got nothing to taunt about, but our heat did lose to the Celtics. I'm heading up to new England this weekend. Uh, it's, there's a lot going on. The Indy 500 formula one, the Coke 600, the longest one ever in history. We're going to get into all of these things, plus some regular sports, previewing the NHRA and Top Gun, which is really, for my money, the only genuine positive thing that happened this weekend, right? Like a real, like, other than hanging out with friends and family, positive, like, what was great? Top Gun was great. Everything else was just acceptable. I'm not complaining about anything in the world. Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi yeah, was you know, pretty it great. It leaves a lot too. to be, you know, it leaves for wanting a lot more. But I thought it was a good way to get going. The first one was good, and the second one I thought was even better. The whole yeah. way it ends. I'm not gonna give out any spoilers yet because you know it's only been a few days, and we do like to give people the opportunity to at least catch up for a little bit. I was surprised they killed him off in the first episode. Really, like that really was just shocking to me. <laughs> You make a show about a guy and then you kill him off in the first episode. It's stunning. It's really stunning. I'm just kidding, Absolutely. folks. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. No, I, oh, that gave no. me of the things that gave me anxiety. That gave me anxiety. There was a lot of things that gave me anxiety hearing that some of my friends from back home in Miami Hollywood Speedway got to meet up with Sue Morris up there at Shadyside Dragway. She met Charlie and Jim. That gave me anxiety. All kinds of anxiety going around. Like, oh, my gosh. These people are telling stories about me. 
I don't even know. They're down there, Bobby Graham and Sue. We're going to bring them on right away. Hello, hello, Sue, Bobby Graham. How are you? Evening, guys. Evening. Oh, my gosh. WFO, what's happening? I am loving the sound quality I'm getting out of both of their program, Geo. Don't they sound great? Absolutely. (laughs) Like, I'm the worst sounding on this entire show. Everybody sounds great. So, Sue, let's let's hear it. What uh, before we we haven't talked about anything yet. We're doing this for one hour, four minutes and 37 seconds in. So everybody's picking up the pace for this one. Right. We're done <laughs> at the hour mark. But you went racing. And I think doing always takes precedent on watching. So how to go. You got to meet some old race of friends of mine. How to go. Oh, well, uh, first off, we went to Shadyside uh, Dragway, which is in Shelby, North Carolina. It's, uh, it's a little, little track, uh, outlaw track, eighth mile. Um, really well-run event. Um, it's the, was the Ronnie Duff Memorial. And um, anyway, it was uh, where we were pitted. I will say the WFO flag had prime visibility as we were at the uh just about at the top of the staging lane so people were crossing you know passing it left and right it was getting all kinds of attention and love i will say that awesome and then all of a sudden i see this guy pull up and he's on his four wheel and he's looking around and 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 i i have to say the, the guy we were racing with jesse anderson he was he's a pontiac guy had his his pontiac firebird uh, that we was he was racing as well but uh so we see this guy pull up and and he's kind of looking around and checks out jesse's car and and then i kind of see him looking over and he looks over at our trailer looks at the flag looks around next thing you know the flag gets whipped to the side do you know joe costello <laughs> I, I can't repeat his voice, but it was basically <laughs> you have to know you joe, know joe you know, Joe. There you go. There it is. Kind of like I don't want to. See. He's a DJ. Charlie is a DJ. He's wow. an entertainer, DJ guy. He does weddings. He does all kinds of stuff. He's been doing it for a long time. I've known Charlie since I was, I don't know, seventeen years old. Like I met Charlie on the starting line of Miami Hollywood Speedway. We were both staring at the tree from a hundred feet away, watching the countdown and stepping on nothing. You know what I mean? Where you just yep. kind of step on nothing to practice reaction time. And Charlie's like, hey, hey, you're doing what I'm doing. And, you know, he's a Pontiac guy. And the rest is history. His honest engine car. So. Yeah. <laughs> These guys, guys got a 65 goat, man, or 64 goat. What is it? 64 or 65? I think it's 65. I'll trust you on the years. I, I'm not good on the years. So. Yeah, no. And, you know, it's 65 GTO. And it runs like nine. I don't know. Nine. Well, we we were running. It was, I think it was sixes in in the eighth. So okay, yeah. But anyway, yeah. super fast is the point. Yeah. It's a, it's quick for a Pontiac power. Yeah. So, so he came up, and of course, we're now swapping stories, and you know, going back and forth and John, which was fun. And uh, of course, he brings up you know Geo and the whole gang, and uh, so that was that was definitely fun. And and then of course, then we went racing and. And uh, here, uh, your friend Jim was also with them. They Jim Quickle. Jim Absolutely. Quickle. Back yep. in black. The Camaro. Yep. Good good friend. Good guy. Yep. Been around forever. It, really good guys. So we, we met up with all of them. And oh, my goodness. It was it was just a lot of laughs is what I will say. And and I was dying because it was like WFO bringing people together. Um, 
And, uh, it, you know, of course, now we're cheering for each other. And we were all glad we were all running the left lane so we wouldn't get against each other. And, and Jim Sum was there, too. So, um, so it was fun. Went a couple rounds on, on Saturday and, and Sunday we had, you know, there's always different ways. You have all kinds of stories when you're drag racing, right? On different ways you can win and lose a race. So we had the strangest thing. I'd never, ever, ever, ever seen this before. But as Dave's going up to stage, his second round, he's going in and he's bumping and he's starting to stage. And all of a sudden, all of these bats, there's about five of them, they start dive bombing the tree. And they're just going in and out and in and out. And, of course, you know, there's part of me that wants to throw something at the bats. I mean, it was literally Your bats. bats? Like a bat? Like a bat? Like a vampire bat? Like, like a, a yeah. winged rodent bat? Winged rodent bat, yes. <laughs> it was absolutely, like, wild. I'm going, what the heck? Like Batman. So, like Batman, Batman. yes. Batman's <laughs> little friends. <laughs> vampire so... bat? Was it Dracula or was it Batman? I don't know. They were really hard to see in the camera, so I'm starting to wonder if they're a vampire bat. So. <laughs> but to say the least, and we both like it was just amazing. I've never seen it, and they were actually dive bombing the tree and flying in between the lights, and then finally flew off. You know, of course, the tree comes down as they're doing their thing, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be late." <laughs> so. To say the least, it was a little distracting. We ended up losing second round on Sunday too, but um, but no, it was it was a fun race. They had pro mods there, um, in six o classes, and it was it was just a wild weekend. So, um, but it's funny the connections because Tom, who's been helping us out with our um, with our sixty eight Camaro, was him and Jesse were were pitted next to us. Actually, it was Tom that got us to go to Shady Side, and um. You know Tom, he, he helps out with Monty's car, Monty Bogan's Luke, car. Lukens? Yeah, yep. Yeah, everybody. Everybody's yeah. connected. He's at five so, uh, steps I mean, of Kevin it Bacon. Was just, it was just wild. Five layers of jokes. Degrees. So, yeah. Degrees, layers, all of that. Well, that's great that everybody got Tentacles. together. The best people I know and the best subject matter we talk about is always drag racing, right? Like these guys, they've been around for, you can maintain relationships for 25 years, that kind of stuff. That must mean you really get along in what you do. And so that's great. And I know they've been heading up there and having a little fun. And uh, it's great that you all got together and uh, spent the weekend. Now, Bobby Graham has got a fun and exciting story as well. Oh. Right? Yeah, you're, you're. I don't even want to discuss that one. It's. It hurt. Yeah. I Air conditioner that. going out in the middle of a nice summer day. Hey, Memorial Day weekend. Let's have the fun family over. It'll be great. Air conditioner. Yes. <laughs> well, the, the AC guy gave us a cure for it. You know, we what it is, the last year when our daughter came down, the air conditioner went out, and the AC said, guy said, just, fix, just quit inviting them. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> when they come over, the air breaks, so stop but, uh, Yeah, we had to replace the whole unit. They come in this morning and replace the whole thing. Well, you'll listen. You'll oh, make I it mean. all back in energy efficiency in 15 years. It'll be all made back. Oh, probably. It's going to probably take 30 from what this costs. To be fair, <laughs> you may recall during the pandemic, 2020, I lost my air conditioner right in the middle of the show. And uh, they came and they were installing it. We were doing a happy hour show. It was great. I have been stunned by the savings in electricity. I hope so. Uh, it's, you know, like the number you threw out there was kind of like big. 
but uh, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I would say at least $50 cheaper uh, a pay period, which that's what they predict. It's it, I went from just for example, that the, the old unit was a 10 seer. I went to a 16 seer just. Time. Yeah, there you go. That's but almost 50% what, more efficient. Yeah. yeah. Judging by numbers. Do, so. Yeah. But here's what they tell you since we're talking. It's not going to cut your bill in half, Bobby. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, not only that, but they no. say my last unit lasted 20 years. And the guy told me flat out that there's no way that this unit is lasting 20 years and that it's going to be like, you'll be happy if you get 10 years out of it. If you get 10 years out of a unit and I'll be like, well, why? What's the deal? And he goes, where do you think all that efficiency comes from? And I was like, I don't know. Where does it come from? And he goes, they make everything lighter. Everything is lighter, and of course, auto racing guy goes, Oh, yeah. Well, my right. goes out within 10 years. I got a 12-year warranty on it. So okay. if it only well, lasts right. 10, I'm good. That's what he said. It's like as soon as the warranty is up, you're done. Like they've got that thing figured out. Like ding, warranty's yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. It's got a little self-destruct inside. That's what you don't know. 90 days after the warranty, that thing starts ticking. <laughs> but it wouldn't be so bad if everybody didn't come. I was all prepared. I sat down and was ready and had my stuff ready to watch the Indy 500. I didn't get to see the first lap. Just <laughs> dealing with all of that. And then I finally watched most of the NASCAR in between naps. And, and I was doing great. But we'll get into that when you discuss the other. But <laughs> Okay. Yes. And so everyone needs to know, as we're 13 minutes and 41 seconds into the show, that this is a fast-paced program. Monica is on there. Monica is listening, as, as she always does. Wasn't wasn't around last week, I don't think. And I got a little worried. No. Yeah. I was like, where was Monica? I should have made a big deal about Monica. They were feeling Monica. a little under the weather, remember? They were feeling a little under the weather. What happened to Monica? Oh, my goodness. Monica is back. So I feel much better. I saw her commenting today as we talked to Alan Reinhardt. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow as well. Before we get into the sadness about Ferrari's failure and the interest in the other stuff. Uh, I do want to mention the sponsors, guys, if you allow me this uh, moment or two with the WFO radio sponsors. These are the people who make it genuinely possible for me to go WFO, like FTI Performance Transmissions and Torque Converters. These guys are located in DeLand, Florida. They're an industry leader in big money bracket racing, dot .90 racing, Top sportsman, top dragster, pro modified, anything that requires a very powerful, strong, and consistent automatic transmission. They even make their own transmission fluid, and they are great. VP Racing Fluids, fuels, excuse me, are on board with WFO. Had Freddie Terza, who is one of the research and development folks on the show last week, and we learned a lot about VP lubricants and fuel additives, but it all started out with the C12. And frankly, right after our uh, Memorial Day weekend, our great World War II victory and all the work that the government had done on high-performance fuels for P-51s. That was a great piece of information that we learned. Well, they're taking that DNA and they're extending it out into the world of auto racing and BP Racing Fuels is on board with WFO. Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. We've got a new episode of Hidden Horsepower going to drop on Friday. So get subscribed and be ready. You're going to love it. Your eyes will roll into the back of your head in a good way. Uh, Hartford is going to be back on track this weekend. It's all an exercise that you grow familiar with VP Racing with uh, Total Seal Piston Rings. And uh, enjoy what they got going on in your stalker, super stalker. If you're hindered by the rules one way or another, they can make you a piston ring that will find you that hidden horsepower. Phillips Connect, Phillips hyphen Connect. Jim Epler was on this show. We learned a lot about this company. He'll be at the race this weekend and all the rest of them. 
with his technology trailer, phillips-connect.com for the transportation industry. Also, samtech.edu, the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology, Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, their Dragster Adventure Program, and my buddy Marvin Rodak, 817-924-6821. Call Marvin, get some coffee. It'll change your life. It has with me. And now let's bring everybody back. Thank you, sponsors. That was a fast sponsor read on the stopwatch. I made some mistakes, but fortunately, everybody knows. <laughs> Monica says she missed us. She says she's getting better. That's great. Great news. Good it is year. good, Monica. That's great news, Monica. All right. So, so we're going to work. It, it, it really is great news. And, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's a lot of stories buzzing out there. We're just going to keep on doing what we're doing. But let's talk about. You know, the power of negativity, guys. I'm sorry. We could talk about, man, the great win for Denny Hamlin. Or we could, Marcus Erickson, what a good Swedish guy. My second favorite Swedish racer behind Johnny Lindbergh. No, we're talking Ferrari Formula One. Sergio Perez gets a two-year uh, extension after the big win. He did great. I'm totally happy for him. Huge career-defining deal. He's in the championship fight. Max has got 125. Charles got 116. Sergio's got 110. Definitely should be treated as an equal over there by Red Bull and not some secondary driver. All that is great. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about what the heck, Ferrari. Total implosion. Remember, we're on the stopwatch. I have made my opinion known earlier on NHRA Nitro with Alan Reinhardt after it was all over. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Starting off with Gio. Gio. Oh, just a, a, to me, it's another epic failure. Just a sign that clearly, I don't know, I don't normally call for people's jobs. <laughs> uh, only when I'm calling for people's jobs. And I'm not saying anybody should be fired. But whoever the decision maker is needs to be reassigned. And he is no longer in charge of making decisions. Because this is time again and the time and time and time and again that Ferrari is failing when it comes to the strategy. That's it. They keep out strategizing themselves. All right, it's been going on for years. They've lost championships that way. I feel like when the few times that Vettel had a faster car than Hamilton, they they strategized to death and they lost and they weren't able to win that championship. I think that was 17, maybe yep. 18. Yep. But, but going back to way back with uh, Alonso when when Vettel won his first championship. And so the decision making has been oh, iffy at best. Yep. I mean, malpractice is really the the word to describe it. <laughs> yeah, this was malpractice. So it's unbelievable. How many races have they now cost Charlie uh, here in the last couple of years? And so, yeah, the fast car being on the pole, we discussed it a few weeks ago. Um, I don't know if it was on the, on the air or just you and I talking that. I'm, I'm tired of seeing them on the pole and having a fast car. We know the car is fast. They got to bring it home and win some races. Yeah, and they didn't. It was an epic failure. Sue? Uh, now, I mean, you know, I, be, between the strategy, but just failure to execute. I mean, you're strategizing, you're trying to do, put this plan together, but you can't even execute it right. Like, it, it, this is getting old with Ferrari. I mean, I, I'm with Gio. It's it's like, come on, you got to move some people around or do something. But you, you got good drivers, you got great drivers, cars are coming around, and you can't even execute right. I mean, you had the lead. All you had to do, you, you got the pole, you had the lead, you, you had a pretty 12 seconds. You know, substantial. Yeah. Uh, y- you should have won. It's Monaco. Come on. I mean, you know, lack of no passing, rain, 
you, you should have had that one in the bag. Very Signs gave him the strategy. He told them, guys, no, don't pitch. Just hold out and go straight to the dries. He gave them the strategy. It, it makes no sense. It, they, they, I don't know how you blow it from the lead at Mon at Monaco like that. It's it's just unbelievable. Well, there's a there's a whole bunch of stories about it. Monica says I'm thinking I'm the odd one out. I like the Red Bull team. That's okay, Monica. But you happen <laughs> like this, you know, like we got we we are very we are very angry. We are angry, Monica, not at you, but we're angry. We're Bobby happy for for Sergio. I'm glad oh, it wasn't Max. Yeah. Checko? Yeah, but, come on. You got to be happy. You know, it's him. always great when when not the typical guys win. When when you know the two B drivers essentially came first and second for Ferrari and Red Bull uh, yesterday. You know, Carlos Sainz did a great job of bringing it home second, and and not falling victim to Max. But it, it's just it's it's really sad as a Ferrari fan to watch the the failure because for years the car just wasn't there, but the car is there now. So now they're blowing it. Well, this one was blown. This one was blown. Bobby Graham, what was the temperature in your house when this was all happening? About 88, I think. 89. <laughs> it was cooler outside. You you were not caring about, about this. No. So there's a bunch of stories on there. Um, and, you know, motorsport.com, Planet F1. They're, they're actually kind of old uh, now. But there, there's even a video, like, how Ferrari lost. And the Claire, the Leclerc part is what annoys me the most because that was a total like blunder, like tripping over your shoes and falling on the ground in that they missed it twice. They could, okay, well, we could just stay out and wait and see what goes on and then make the call. But they're like, no, we, we got to get enters. And then they, they go in and they get enters. Like, oh, that was wrong. We need to get real slicks now. And they blundered themselves. Box, box, box. Oh, no, not now. That's not what we meant. You know, like, think. Supposedly, that was the second time over the course of the race weekend that they had made that mistake. Early on in one of the free practices, when Mick was stopped in front of the pit road, the same person came on the radio and said, the pit road is blocked. Box, box. And Leclerc's like, what do you mean? What, what are you telling me? Those are two conflicting things. And Leclerc had said that they were very sloppy, making a lot of mistakes. Okay. And so here's what it is. This is the real deal. Um, there's multiple facets to this sport. And having a fast car is only one of them. And now they've got a fast car, which may now be exposing the other problem, which is. They forgot how to win. Running. They a forgot how to win. <laughs> Bill Candle says that, you know, think about the last, how about this? The last Ferrari world championship. I don't know if Ross Braun was there, he but might have been. Their engineers getting paid a little under the table. Oh. Yeah. I just, I'm thinking that they are not, they don't know how to run the strategy right now. And signs, he got caught behind Latifi. And that's where that yellow line rule is coming into play, which I don't know if you guys followed the protest. There was a bit of a protest afterwards and Ferrari protested. They're not saying that the wind should be taken away or anything, but they want a clarification on this yellow line rule. And it turns out that the yellow line rule is now just practically making it up as we go along, right? Like if, if the stewards determine previously, 
And there's a bunch of great stories up there. We're just going to gloss over them. You can all go read about them if you want. Exiting pit road, you had to stay to the side of the line, to the left or the right. You're not allowed to touch the line. You touch the line and you're looking for problems. So now everybody is staying off the line. Well, Perez touched the line and Max actually like went onto the line. And so Ferrari's like, hey, what's up with this? Turns out, oh, we changed that. Now you can go over the line. No, you're you tired. cannot. No, you're, you're misrepresenting. You can touch the line, but you cannot cross the line. The tire can't go if your tire all goes the way over across. the line. That's no, no, it has to go on the other side of the line. So on the line is on the line. You're still okay. You're technically on the line. But if you go outside of the line, now you're out. I read a story where so actually the clarification came even before the race and they, you know, that, and they did uh, show what the ruling before the race was like, they had the quotes there and it said that if you cannot cross the line, but and that's so Ferrari asked because they felt that they crossed the line. I saw the video and th there's weak video. It's not very good. The, the few angles they had, but they, didn't cross the line on any of the angles. Max was the one that came the closest, and he definitely went over, like, like on the line, like on top of the line. But his tires didn't go to the left of the line at any point, and that that's what they're saying now that you could touch the line, but the tires can't cross to the left side of the line. Right. So let's. I. I mean, you know what? To be fair, it wasn't like they came across and and caused a, a thing. So. You know, whatever it is, now there's clarification that you can come up to the line, you can touch the line, you can't, just can't cross the line on the left-hand side. Which I think is ridiculous and a stupid change to even make. Why just not leave it the way it was before, which was very clear. Now you have the width of a tire to put on the line. You can go all the way to the right edge of your left tire on the line, and it, it adds air. And they even leave in there that the no, uh, stewards You can, can go to the left edge technically of your tire well you sound to go on the line if the right edge goes to the left edge of the line then your tire is technically on the left hand side of the line nothing can be over the line you could be on the line but you can't be over the line in any way so it's your left front tire say and it's got yes. a left edge and a right edge right yes. the right side of your the left, left tire. edge can come up to the left edge of the line but if it goes over the left edge of the line then you're out i don't know man that's not what i'm getting no, that's what they said, that you could be what? on the line, but not over the line. That's why drag racing has the answer. Orange cones. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big story on motorsport.com about all of this, the crossing the line element, except in cases of force majeure accepted as such by the stewards. Any line painted on the track at pit exit for the purpose of separating cars leaving the pits from those on the track must not be crossed by any part of the car leaving the pits. That's what it said. And now well, it has changed. The line. But no, being on the line is not crossing over the line. That's the thing. That's what they and that was what Ferrari asked to clarify. Yeah. See, I'm <laughs> under the impression it's now the whole tire has to cross. So we'll see. But anyway, signs got stuck behind Latifi. He says he did not cross the line and avoid water that was out there. And he got his tires very wet because he didn't cross the line as others did or put it on the line. He was avoiding the line 
under the previous situation, gets stuck behind Latifi, holds him back X amount of laps, and that's where he lost the race, he believes. Okay, so that one is more of a unfortunate situation rather than a blunder by Ferrari. Leclerc, total blunder. And in the end, you know, we've got a good tight points chase and a lesson learned. And Ferrari has demanded back at the factory a full explanation, uh, WTF. And that's it. You know, like they want a report, a written report. Where did you make this mistake? How did you make the mistake? And apparently, uh, signs, uh, excuse me, uh, Perez gained seven seconds on Leclerc's in lap, that lap. Like that was the move. Like they did a great job calling the strategy. Ferrari did a bad job and then choked. Is basically what happened with the Grand Prix of Monaco. And that's, uh, let's hope this is their last choke of the year. Or it's going to be a long and sad, pathetic year. Having a fast car and you can't win races. Yikes. All right. Any final thoughts about Formula One? That Miami was more exciting and will become more exciting than Monaco. Thank you. <laughs> I felt the same way. Uh, Toto Wolf is talking about the track layout and how maybe they could change it. It's not possible to change it. They can't even keep the lights on at the you know, at the start of the race, they were having electrical issues. That's why we didn't have a standing start because the lights weren't working. So we were doing no okay, standing but start. but it was a downpour. So, like, let's not just say, like, they couldn't keep the lights on. I think that's just, you know. Monaco. That's, a, that's, that's a Stephen A take. Listen, Monaco. <laughs> calling me out. It's a ridiculous I mean, principality. They obviously don't have any money over there. They don't know what they're doing. No, they did say that they met, they made a mistake. Too. They should have either gone. Crofty's on there saying, why didn't they start the race? Just start the race. You run in the rain and then you deal but with it. That's not the Monaco to decide. That's F1. That's the stewards yeah, and, right. and whoever the new, uh, you know, guy in charge is or the two Apparently. guys. Remember, now there's a committee and we know how things in a committee work. Apparently the they power don't... outage was a big problem. And uh, Christian Horner saying that weird messages were popping up on their computer system, and it was very chaotic and hectic at the beginning. So lots of mistakes were made. Situation normal, all effed up, is what uh, Matt is saying from Australia, is what he's saying. Simple report, we effed up. Ferrari. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> it's true. Indy 500, Marcus Erickson. You know? I got no skin in the game with this guy. Uh, I was kind of enjoying Jimmy Johnson's great run. He got rookie of the year. People are saying that's a bad thing because he crashed out and uh, the next rookie finished like 12th or something. Um, but in the end, it was exciting and competitive at the end. There's nothing like Indy. It doesn't matter who's running for the win, right? It's going to change their life forever. And it's a big deal. And Chip Ganassi, Chip knows how to win. At Indy. Not quite as well as Roger Penske, but pretty darn well. And the biggest part was they didn't, they threw the red flag at the end yes. of the race so that it didn't end under caution, which <laughs> the crowd went wild. Yes. Um, in a good way. So, in a good way. Thank you for, well, the first 500 with full fans mm -hmm. since 2019. Reports of over 300,000 people there. I thought everybody sure did a great job. On the TV. It was crazy, kind of crazy to see even. Like, it freaked me out. Like, wow, that's a There was a lot of people. people. 300,000 people is a lot of people. Monica says she felt bad for Scott Dixon. 
Yeah, well, you know, self mistake. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. No, he took was... himself out. That was that's that's the worst kind. The, well, right. And, well, he sped in the pits or, or something, right? Is that what it was? Stop. Final yeah. pit stop. Sped on oh. pit road. Nightmare, nightmare stuff. But a, but a good race, none nonetheless, and I enjoyed it. And that brings us on to the Coke Six Hundred, which was also exciting and fun. And Coke Six Hundred. Danny Hamlin on the pole. The Danny Hamlin wins the race. Nothing much happened in between, right? Is that is that it? That, yeah, that's it, right? Hamlin wins from the pole. Hamlin wins from the pole. That's it. Let every lap. It was pretty boring. Nothing else happened. I no, was happy all, the whole race. I I you know I was watching the race. It starts. Danny Hamlin wins. You know, a million things happen in between. We ate. We did all kinds of things. Next thing you know, I wake up and Danny Hamlin's winning. I'm like, oh, it must have been a boring race. Danny Hamlin won it all. <laughs> no. Kyle Larson battling oh, with uh, Briscoe. Briscoe loses it under him. Kyle Larson had been like back to the front to the back to the front and speeding and crashing and all kinds of stuff spinning out and he's got a shot to win the race uh but in the end it's denny hamlin let's hear from denny hamlin after winning his third crown jewel race the only other driver to do such thing is kevin harvick now that there's no more brickyard 400 denny has won all three crown jewel races. the only active driver. great obviously um you know it, it uh wasn't looking good for about 398 laps and uh, considering our day, it, it, uh, I was going to be pretty content with a fourth place finish. And, um, you know, I just knew with that number one pit stall, we had an opportunity if everyone pitted that we could come out first and we didn't, but we were the first car on, on four tires and, um, yeah, it just, it worked out. Things, things worked out for us. Uh, they, they haven't worked out very well for the first 12 races in a lot of different ways, but certainly this one was, uh, one that uh, we capitalized on on the opportunity. Uh, you know, we managed the race. We we knew we didn't have the fastest car, the best car by any means, um, but we just stayed in the race. Didn't make any mistakes and uh, gave ourselves an opportunity when 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 the uh, opportunity arises for us. There it is. That's where that's racing and also life. Stay in the race. Don't pit twice in four laps and like there's no way that that's going to work. <laughs> but hey, what you well, come back in now. That's it. We just lost. You might as well pull off the track. Stay in the race. And Denny Hamlin did it. Good for Denny. I I, I think Denny Hamlin. 48th career win. Moving on up the list. That man needs to win a championship, though, to cap it off. Yeah. And, and he may. And he may. He's got Jordan out there doing the deal. And that is the greatest day in racing. Sue, I'm noticing you've got uh, you're not wearing WFO logo gear anymore, Sue. Well, I have it. No, I'm kidding. I'm just I, kidding. Yeah. You, Sue. She traded us in. <laughs> She's got her own we, gear is available. We, yeah, we we actually went and we we finally got our own gear thanks to Steve Renwald. We hooked us up and drew us up a logo and uh, took a little while, but hey, we got some hats. I like. Look at that, the Renwald Media logo shirt. right over her face. Right, right <laughs> over my face. Perfect. <laughs> What a guy. <laughs> there it goes. Sue doing the self-promotion now. Yeah. Who did the hat uh, for you there, Sue? Uh, who did it now? Like, there, there it is. Let's see if we can get up close on that. That's nice. How's that? What do you think? <laughs> Morris Motorsports. Yeah. MM. It looks very speed racer. Hey, that's what we were going after. So. Oh, I like it. I like it. Very <laughs> exciting. I can't wait to receive mine. 
Uh, very exciting. And everybody can, can people are these available for purchase from the WFO universe? What yeah, if they want the store? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk about a store, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you this never know. Goes, it this just is where required it some, some for the team right now. <laughs> you will, yes. right? Yeah, we will. <laughs> the shipping and receiving department over there. Monica says she likes it. She's nice looking. And it is. Thanks, it is very, very nice looking. This is very nice looking. Uh, good job. All right. Um, so there it is. Race wise, we're headed to uh, St. Louis, which is going to be cool. Gateway. I'm excited about uh, those guys since we race there as well. and feel very connected to that facility and, and uh, love the folks over there. Uh, Mr. Blair and his team. But it's uh, a great track. They, they have everything. They've got IndyCar. They've got NASCAR. They've got NHRA drag racing. So that's going to be super exciting. Formula One is off this week. Indy is going to what? Uh, Belle Isle, right? Uh, Detroit. And that's what's in the rearview mirror. Sports Collision. Troy has already said he's not going to join us tonight. He's doing late model stuff. He's actually working on a race car. I just got a text from Jim Quickle. How interesting <laughs> is that? From Shadyside. And there's, look, look what it is. Look at that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting a lot of traction with our one WFO flag. I know it's like I said, it was, it was prime time this past weekend. So <laughs> let me tell you, it works. We got listeners. If you are listening to WFO for the very first time, thanks to the seeing the flag at shady side, please reach out to me, Joe at WFO radio.com. I would like to know that would be great. That would be great. All right, let's talk uh, sports collision geo. And then we'll save the last 10 minutes for top gun. Sports collision. What do we have? What do we have? Oh, the well, the basketball news. Your Miami Heat uh, went down to the Boston Celtics in a seventh game that was very improbable after the way the Heat performed in games four and five. But, um, you know, Troy got lucky there because uh, the wager in in five, uh, which he lost, and then we, we kind of – I offered him the double down in six, and uh, he was smart not to take it, let's just say. Yes. Because it did go seven games. And uh, the Heat really had no business in that seventh game. Uh, they kind of got down early. They were down between about 10 points pretty much the whole game. And somehow made a run at the end. And their best player, Jimmy Butler, had the ball in his hands. Down by two and less than 20 seconds to go. And he took a three-point shot. And it was not meant to be. Front not meant to be. It, front, hit it off the front rim. You know, the guy had not had uh, – he had played the entire game. And uh, he had given it a huzzah, and I think uh, he just said, you know, man, I got it for the win here. I don't know if we got anything left for this overtime. And especially when he really only got help from Bam and uh, not much anything else. Kyle Lowry had a couple of nice uh, minutes, but they the Heat didn't get much from their supporting cast in, in any they game this series. Star. They need one more so guy. Yeah, well, they have their... You know, this Tyler Hero is supposed to be that guy, the sixth man of the year, but he got hurt early. And uh, even I got to tell you, the last couple of series, he didn't perform very well. So we'll see what happens in the offseason. But uh, I did today had a, you know, this happened Sunday. So I did have already now a couple of days to think about it. And I got to say, as disappointing as it was, if uh, you told me back in what November when the season started, uh, that if the Heat, we're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose in the Game 7. I would have thought, hey, you know what? That sounds like a good season. You know, it's not – you're not going to win every year. Uh, this team clearly uh, made us – took a step. But uh, in the playoffs, they, uh, you know, it's a little disappointing because uh, 
the, the way that, I don't know, they, they ended up in the playoffs just playing and showing us that Jimmy's a superstar and nobody gave him anything else. And throughout the whole season, they had been a really, it was a team thing. You know, guys, all these role players made, made were making shots. They were making three-pointers. The Heat were the best three-point shooting team throughout the season. And in the yeah. playoffs, they just became, you know, slightly below average at, at best. And so they, you know, Jimmy Butler, is, they're not a team that plays with one guy taking over and everybody else standing around watching. And unfortunately, due to injuries and nobody else coming up and doing anything, that's just exactly what they turned into in this last series. And, uh, you know, I bought Boston plays great defense, but there's no way that that the Heat should be losing games in which they only gave up 90 and 93 points. Right. That's really it right there. And not in this era of, of uh, NBA basketball. And so, again, good season. Now we got the final start on Thursday, the the leprechauns. Boston Celtics uh, against the State Warriors. So we'll see. Hopefully, uh, we'll get a Warriors sweep and just get those guys out of here real quick. That would be nice. That <laughs> I know that's nice. not what the league wants or any of the the, the broadcasters, but uh, but yeah, don't want to don't want to see Boston win. Sorry, Boston. No. I, I have to concur on this uh, this deal. And so that is uh, the the NBA report in NHL news. The the conference finals have started. Uh, tonight, Edmonton and Colorado are playing game one, I do believe. Ooh, look at that. A super high-scoring first period is three to two. First intermission, Edmonton. Uh, Colorado's up on Edmonton. That series is in Colorado right now, so Colorado's uh, got the home ice advantage. And in the Eastern Conference, it's going to be the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. They'll start up tomorrow. And um, MLB News. Yanks are still in first place. They had a mediocre week, a couple of bad games. They lost two or three there, but uh, back in the winning column and are still obviously in first place with the best record in baseball. Uh, touch up real quick. Careful what kind of uh, fantasy football league you get into because as uh, I don't know if any of you guys watch baseball or at least watch the, the highlights, Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson got into a little uh squabble the other day shall we say where Tommy Pham decided to go meet Jock Peterson and slap him in the face he thought he was he pulled a a Will Smith and oh. it turns out that it was over a fantasy football league oh. incident from last year and uh this was the first opportunity that Tommy Pham gets to see the guy in person and he had some uh accusations of rules violations so i'm going to assume that these guys pl- play in a big money league yeah, there's kids out there. I'd be slapping everybody <laughs> right now. Bobby Graham just wants to slap somebody. Like it's not everybody. Can I slap somebody, please? No, you can't. I had three drivers in the top eight until the very last lap. Sounds about right. Uh, then it all went. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, wow, and there we go. Look, Bobby can now segue us back to the fantasy results, which. Joe had forgotten about as Bobby steers the ship right back to where it needed to be. As I mentioned, fantasy football and you know, it was like Pavlonian. So let's talk about the fantasy league results that are up on the website. Good job, Bobby Graham. That's excellent work by you. Thank you very much. (laughs) I mean a segue to it. Come on. Yeah, I love Utah, it. Utah Drifter Racing wins the week 348. Day Racing 21 with 346. Bogan Bill 340. Texas Bugnut 335. Race Day San Antonio Dixie 
uh, fifth, 330. Pick hey. Rick, 327. Woo-hoo. Fantasy Clueless, 319. That's Monica, right? Fantasy Clueless. Going in circles, 312. Southern Racer X, 306. And top fuel champ, 1215, 302. That's 10. Utah Drifter Racing was the most points. The biggest gainer, though, was Day Racing 21. Up 16 positions. Say what? Turn left. Down 18 position. The biggest loser. The overall leader. Oh, I know who it is. They were, uh, they, right, they reached out to me and were, yep. Wow, guys. the It has been a minute since the Dirty Hippies led the WFO Radio Fantasy League. I'm getting all nostalgic. The trophy is up to date, guys. Like we, I got nothing to do back there with the trophy. The trophy is up to date. Waiting for the next championship plaque to be put on there three years from now. Isn't that crazy? We've got our own tradition. Three years goes by between those plaques. So I don't have to get extra plaques. Isn't that great? <laughs> Dirty Hippies is in the lead by 16 or Craig and Newhall. Mr. Fantasy NASCAR, 21 back in third. Aviator Racing, fourth. Tied with Bad Bread, fifth. Uh, DRT Dirt 99, sixth. Bogan Bill, seventh. Ray Indy, eighth. Team English, ninth. Wow, Mike English is up there. He's battling. Northwest Nitro Fanatics in the top 10. Wow, what a year. Smothered and covered. El Jefe. Clausen Racing, Southern Racer X, up nine, Sue. 14th, you're being destroyed by your husband. I know. <laughs> He's killing me. He's destroying He's, He's only two front. He's only 220 out of the lead. He's into championship conversation right now, as is, as is Lowe's Chincones, 15th, who is asking me, do I need to see the original Top Gun to appreciate <laughs> this Top Gun? If you haven't seen it yet. I hope not, Low. I hadn't seen it either. You should be banned from seeing it. It's really the answer. You can watch it as standalone. It's not one that it's a prerequisite, but you know, it does give you more background if you if you watch it. You would get a lot of background, Low, but you don't need to. Hockey Dad, 16th. Day Racing 21, tied with Dragster Jeff, 17th and 18th. Fantasy Clueless in the top 20, man. 19th. Keen Racing 20th. Uh Zamboni John, Olson's Trailblazers, Jambalaya J. Geo in Miami, hockey Woo! kid, barbecue Bob Elf. over my name like that. <laughs> You're only up seven. You're behind Jambalaya J. You're not really even. I'm in the making top a move, man. I'm, I'm really. within 280. That's in striking distance. That's you know 20 points a week in 10 weeks. I've got right there. I don't think so. I think you're done. <laughs> Elephant Racers 27, Chicken Pit Special 28, Dirt Girl number two 29, Double O Dead On 30th. And now on the fives, 35th, Team 12, 40th, Willie B. Racing, 45th, Miss Laura, right behind Stubo, Super Gas Crew Chief, and just ahead of San Antonio Dixie. Wow, Father. San Antonio Dixie's moving up. And look, up look six. who's right there, too. Woo. Team Gray, up one, Team Gray, who won hey. his baseball world championship, right. guys. Right. Oh, man, I totally forgot about that already. Woo-hoo! That was ages ago, the baseball world championship. We got to talk about that in a second. We're running out of time. We get that one minute extra veto. Let me finish with the fantasy. <laughs> 50th, Highline Real Fine. 55th, I can see your Almarola's. 60th, Lake Oconee Scott. 65th, Gareth Senkow. 70th, Flea Tree, Pat, who's ahead of me, and I'm 71st but still ahead of Bobby's bug barn was 74 <laughs> me and you, Bobby were, I eat that. I gained zero positions, guys, zero positions after all of that. Those are your fantasy a, results. Don't forget to set your team. We're in a lifeboat with a hole in it, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep failing, Bobby. I'm going to, I'm going to text Bobby my picks from now on. We're going to do this together, Bobby. We're going to get to the front. We're going to get to the top 50. 
guarantee. Uh, Monica says, go me. All right, Sports Collision, take us back to last Tuesday, a week from Wednesday, Wednesday, a week from today. The Yankees versus the Red Sox for the championship. And do it in three minutes. Oh, there's not a lot to report, man. The Little League Yankees uh, put a pound in on the Red Sox. And um, the final score was 14-13, I believe, or 13-12. 14-13. Wow. It was 14, comeback for the 13, ages. Yeah, they didn't put a pounding on them. They were behind like the whole to me. game. They were behind the whole I, game. They didn't lead at that, any point. That run at the end was just awesome. Come on. The final run. Like, they l- were losing the whole game by a lot, and they never gave up, and they never gave in, and they scored a walk-off run in the final inning of the game. That was. Well, it was yes, it was. But it was. No, it was. They went down early because they were the home team, and so they gave up two in the first, and they were down two to one. And then I believe it was uh, four to two after two innings. And then they got, uh, you know, uh, gave up a few runs in the fifth. I think it got that to like nine to four at one point. It was two to one. It was five to two. It was six to four. It was nine to six. And then it was 14 to 13. Wow. No, it was 13 to six at one point. And then the Yankees scored seven to tie it. And then they scored one more in the, in the, in the sixth inning to win it. That's crazy. That and they won the world championship. To watch. And so they it won. Was... Yeah, I know they got really big trophies. It was a good game. They it was exciting, you know, and um, yeah, gotta, gotta say it was, it was a little, uh, you know, it was almost seemed like uh, they were going to have to play again after the third inning. But uh, that's the good thing about these playoff games that there's no, they don't time them out. Like during the season, it goes, it's uh, an hour and 45 minute time limit. But in the playoff games, you either have to win, go six innings, or or twelve run the other team, and that's where this team had three really good pitchers, and most teams only have one or two really good pitchers, and so we knew that once we got to that third pitcher, that uh, that the boys were going to start pounding them, and that's exactly how it turned out. They scored eight runs in the final two innings. Wow. And I got to tell you, you know, I was super excited and happy and happy for the kid. And this is a great moment. You get a chance to be a champion only a couple of times in a lifetime, maybe. And this is one like a real legit champion. Well, he's won in previous, but in previous leagues. Yeah, he was a little baby. Come on. No, he wasn't that little baby. Like I, the, the seven when they were the seven and six, seven, eight year olds, they were that, that team used to kick ass. The phenoms. This is different. Yeah. He's 11. He caught a ball on well, third. It was great. It was great. But I watched those other kids, though. And, uh, you know, I couldn't help but think, like, oh, my God, that's got to be terrible if you're on the other side of it. It's got to be terrible. You're on the other side of it, man. Your dad looking at you. Oh, tough stuff. <laughs> tough stuff. But, hey, there you go. All right. No, final man, that's why they play, man. That's why they play the games, man. Yeah, By the way, like- these kids, they care a lot less than, 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 than we imagine, man. I, you can see it. And, you know, you they're, when they're down there, they're like into, you know, they don't, they're not like depressed or anything. The parents look sad out there. The kids are like kicking rocks at each other and talking about video games in school. Yeah, that's true. They no, I'm, sure. I'm serious. Like, you know, I hear All them right. in the dugout. Like, well, well, congratulations. Yeah. All right, Top Gun. Here we go. Eight minutes to go. <laughs> the greatest movie ever in the history of the world. They did it. They did a great job. And what they're going to do is they're going to unite the country. All the political problems, gone. What's going to happen is they're all going to be watching Top Gun together. It's a film that saved America, really, guys. This is my take. You know, we've had so much negativity going on, the pandemic, you know, all that stuff. 
was everybody was down and then everybody went and saw Top Gun. And look, you don't have to trust me. Look at the reactions from other people. They all wanted whatever Top Gun gave them. Like, what do they need? They need a Top Gun. A great movie. Nostalgia. Brought you back, but not like nostalgia, like Cobra Kai nostalgia. This is modern. It's a, they it's now. And Maverick and Mach 10 and just so many great things. It was incredible. I give it two thumbs up and an appendage. Total A++. Super <laughs> successful movie. Top Gun. Giovanni. Um, you know what? Can't argue much there. Giant, big. This is the big summer blockbuster feel-good movie brought again. This is, I've seen, I, I believe it's all kinds of records, not just post-pandemic, but even pre-pandemic. I think I yeah, saw Memorial somewhere Day. It's over Memorial 150 Day. million. Uh, yeah, over 156 million, I think it's been estimated. The so, previous record was Pirates of the Caribbean in 2007. That tells you how far back it was, you know, pre-streaming. But streaming, and that's all T. Cruz, man. He made that happen. He forced. I, I was gonna say, you got to give Tom a lot of credit. You know, uh, you know. Normally, we, you know, we poke a little fun at the craziness and the Scientology and the jumping on Oprah's couch and all that nonsense. But uh, he fought to keep this movie from going streaming. He said it had to have a box office release. They held it for two years, and it turned out to be the right thing, man. Tom Cruise, way to go, way to bring back the summer blockbuster, man. The biggest star in America right now. Tom Cruise is the movie star. They nailed it I think so he's much. taking over Tom Hanks. Is there a bigger movie star than Tom Cruise? Well, right now, no. The day after Top Gun 2 comes out, no. It's a two-year-old movie, by the way. It's old. It's like it was in the can just sitting on a table. It was supposed to come out this time during 2020, right? But the pandemic hit. And by the way, Tom did the right thing. He held it, man. It turned out to be the right move. Everybody yelled and fussed and said that they should release it. But uh, he was right. He was The experience right. in the theater was incredible. Matt says it did $30 million in Oz this weekend. Sue, are you going to see it? Did you see it? What's the plan? <laughs> no, we, we were we were racing, and then we were chilling out on Monday. So Okay, no. you're out of gas. See, we went and saw it Monday morning. Was it Monday morning? Yeah, we saw yes. it on Monday at noon. Monday at noon. That was the Memorial Day thing. Monday at noon, Top Gun. That was the plan. Top Gun. Had it in the thing. Top Gun. This weekend. Got to see it. And uh, You needed something to recover from the weekend because Sunday was rough. Thank goodness. Right? Like, thank goodness something positive happened. Um, but I... I, well, I didn't lose any money. <laughs> there you go. That was I knew not to bet on the game. <laughs> I genuinely think that everyone will enjoy it. There's modern planes. There's drama. There's fun. There's throwbacks to the old stuff. Maverick is cool. They don't make him like, uh, you know, a negative in any way. It's very, I felt like very pro America, right? Like it, it touched all those things. It's like 80,000 years old and the guy looks like, he's, he's like he's 28. He does. The, you know, he's the, out uh, there. His slip, he's as built as the rest of those two kids in their 20s, that, all those other fighter pilots and, you know, the Rooster playing each shirts off sweaty scene. You know, the movie had to have a shirts off sweaty scene to pay homage to the original one. And so they did that. They had the shirts off sweaty scene, right? And everyone's well, no, running except they were sweaty. They were actually wet because they were playing football in the like by the wet. beach. That's right. So, They're like, in the water. Right, like in the water. And everybody and so, yeah. is jacked. 
you can see how society oh, yeah. has changed from Zero that. Like, that. Yeah. The society in 1986, like a guy looked like a, a normal person, right? A fighter pilot guy. Now these actors, they're like ripped. They got eight pack. They're all Bruno Massel out there. Just <laughs> <laughs> right in that. Right. No, in the original volleyball scene, everybody looked like they weigh, you know, like a buck 60. They were just, you know, thin, like, you know, thin muscular. These guys are got to be like, yeah, like 190. And jacked, ripped, <laughs> ripped. like and yeah. So Cruz like is out there. Cruz is out there running around, and you don't even know which one he is. He's I, hanging. That's what I'm telling you, man. It was very impressive. Unless they used the CGI there, because there are CGI in all kinds of portions. Maybe they CGI'd him and made yeah, him look like he got just like a jacked twenty year old body. They they CGI'd his whole face, man. <laughs> it was really good. Guys. It was really good. Don't be afraid. To go see the movie because of the movie. You can choose to be afraid to go see the movie for other reasons. That's up to you. Say what? <laughs> That's up to you. But the movie is really, really well done. And there you go. So it gets a, a two thumbs up. And then there's Obi-Wan Kenobi, which oh. is the thing that happened this weekend. Did you see awesome. that, Sue? Oh, of course I did. Yes. Okay. See, so yes. Sue doesn't leave her house. That's fine. But uh yeah. No, she went racing, this. man. Come on. Racing. Yeah. It was my Obi Wan Kenobi at two in the morning. It's going down for real. Like a lot of storylines are very frightening, like with this Obi Wan Kenobi. It's like, oh my gosh, really? This is going down? It, uh, yeah, it you saw the little worse. surprise in episode one. I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, nice. There's, you know, it's great. Little surprise. And then, you know, episode two ends really great, leaving foreshadowing of what's to come. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and it comes out on Wednesdays, huh? Is that how it always no. works? I thought it was Fridays. No, this it came out this Friday so on Friday. So I saw oh, somewhere okay. earlier today streaming on Wednesdays. Let's see. Let's see. I know Let's... the offer. The offer comes out on Wednesdays. I'm really hooked on that one. Uh, and they go right to there. Going right to there. They're going to <laughs> E plus. The they're doing it. Wait, Let me share it. with everybody a couple of photographs that Sue sent. This is my buddy Jim Quickle and his back in black Camaro that was up there at Shady Side. I've raced against that car a couple of times. Jim's a good guy, and you know one of those people like the you know the older he gets, the nicer he gets. It's good. <laughs> and there's uh, Charlie in oh. his honest engine, Pontiac powered Pontiac GTO wheel standing car, like big wheel stands. Got a three speed in there. And uh, thank you for sending those over, Sue. It's great. Uh, those guys Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> my goodness i don't know i don't know what he he eats and drinks but damn he has that that man has some energy he's miami <laughs> now well that's charlie yeah, <laughs> joe, yeah what's going on <laughs> yeah, you know joe you know joe am i doing it right i, I think i'm doing it pretty right. good i should have had a video going when he came around you know joe costello it's you know like, joe <laughs> Yeah. No, he's he's good good guy. Good guy. All right, final thoughts guys. Final thoughts on this 1-hour edition. 59 minutes. Now. Bobby Graham. Wow, look at that. Yes. Okay, I went the other day. Had a project to do. I went to a local lumber place. This curbside service stuff. Uh it what good is it if you still have to get out, go inside and prove to who you are? Uh <laughs> I got a load full of stuff I don't want to get ripped off, so I go get curbside service, and I have to go inside anyway. So I said, oh, 
you. Anyway, so instead of getting all mad, I thought about it. And I said, you know, what good is all this in the digital age? Because they said, oh, well, you can log in. I really don't have a computer in my truck to log in. So I thought about it, and I said, the, which way to improve all this is just go inside, pick up what you got to get, pay them in cash, give the cashiers some practice, and let them learn some skills because you confuse the heck out of them with cash. Yeah, that way what they can get a better job on the next time. What do we do with this? What do we do with and, these are galactic yeah, credits? Right. They couldn't count to change. And just calm down because you know you got a job when you get home with all the stuff to do. So just I keep your it. nerves intact. Pay cash and go inside and, and come home. All right. Yeah. What good is curbside if you have to get out and go inside? Like that's right. not doing it right. You're not doing curbside right, guys. Care to share what store that was, Bobby Graham? Uh, it was kind of an orange store, you know. All right, box. Yes. <laughs> orange, big orange box. All big orange box. Maybe used to be associated with Tony Stewart. Could could have been, yeah. 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 I gotta tell you, I have I have now to the point where my life has changed, and I used to be very against the self scan. Used to be very against self scan. No, we got to keep people scanning. We got to keep people doing that. And now I look for the self scan and I run to it and I know how to work it. And I'm like, beep, 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 scan. And I'm gone in like 15 seconds. So, yeah, but I want a discount for, you know, I want to get paid somebody to do that crap, right? So I should get like 5% something. I don't know, a couple of dollars. Well, something. Something. even if it's two dollars or something, anything, Maybe it's just at least a right. coupon, right? Give, yeah. give me a coupon. Monica says, try getting a cashier that doesn't know half of five dollars. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, don't get me started. That's you know, like, even the <laughs> that's the change thing. Oh. Cut the bill in half, of course. That's the answer. You just cut it in half, and there it is. It's All like right. a pizza place that gives you your gives you a three dollar tip when you go you go inside. There so I go. go in and they, and they give me the paper. I said, just keep my tip. I'm gone. I'm happy. You can keep right. my tip. They give you a tip for coming yeah. in. Well, that's interesting. Wow. Then. That's the way it should. You're going to scan my own stuff. I'm happy. Like you scanned your own stuff. You should get, even if it's whatever, 0.25%, whatever it is. Get me on that deal. But then, then everyone will use it, Gio, and you'll ruin it. People don't know how to do that. Bobby, thank you very much. Well, at that point, we'll go to that to the cashier because nobody's in line. Wherever the fewer. Either people way, we are. get what we want, right? In and out fast. Wherever the fewer people are. Sue, final thought. Well, final thought this week. I uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to Dave because he turns another year older on Saturday. So, Morris. Yeah. Oh, so we're gonna wish a big happy birthday. Dave. What? <laughs> I'm kidding. That's just a joke. He's kidding, Dave. So that's what? June 4th? June 4th, yes. All right. Wow. And what's he turn? I'll leave that one if he wants no to. Man, you no, I know. I know what it is. I think you told me. He's like right around the big 5 0 or something. Oh, I think it's a little north. From what I understand, they're a couple of years older than, than us. Older than me. So, you know. So that's he's behind her shoulder. She can't say. That's exactly. <laughs> Happy birthday, yeah. Dave. Happy uh, birthday. I'll hear it tomorrow when, when he listens. He'll be like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Happy birthday, Dave. And you guys are going to be in Bristol in a couple of weeks, right? Oh, man, can't wait. Bristol, baby. Okay, we'll Woo! do some celebrating there. Please remind me. 
<laughs> Don't worry. I will remind you. <laughs> Matt says, you're only as old as the woman you hold. Leave it to the Aussie to come up with some oh, romance. Oh, Matt, I love That's you. That's really good. <laughs> you're only as old as the woman you hold. Ah. Thank so God. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. Way to go. Gio. I rule. Yeah, getting Woo. the uh, happy birthday sound effect in there. It just doesn't quite sound so great. Coming out there of here. There it went. There yeah. That's it. Birthday celebration. I want to hear what you said. There it is. <laughs> happy Born. birthday, Dave. Happy birthday, Dave. And that's it. That's Eat, the show. Drink and be merry for tomorrow you may die. Yeah. Oh wow, I, <laughs> Bobby! We need some more words of wisdom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always got to take it to the dark place, right? It's always got to get like dark. Right? Always. Not me? I didn't make that up. That's Monica. Shit, no, Monica says yikes. Uh, gotta, go. <laughs> gotta make it crazy. All right. Well, that's it, guys. We said we were going to put it on the stopwatch. We're now one minute and four, uh, one one hour four minutes. Which once we got to the end, it was like we're good. We're good. We we made it. So. I appreciate it. No, we're not, not going to go another hour at this point. Oh, no, we're not. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> but I will like to close out and segue. Obi-Wan, the next episodes do come out on Wednesdays. Whoever mentioned that is correct. So they're going to come out, uh, was um, I guess, tomorrow already. So tomorrow. Wednesday is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Bobby yes. Graham, what are you holding up right there? What is that stack of data? Internet papers. What do you mean, internet papers? He prints the cell tower. You're not supposed to print the internet. The cell tower, the cell tower, contract for the cell tower. Oh my my goodness. I'm gonna get phone service, maybe. An inch thick, man. What do you gotta do? You gotta hire a negotiator for that? Yeah, I gotta get it all signed and notarized. (laughs) By in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. Well, all right. Good deal. Get it done, Bobby. Get it done. Then get to work on that Camaro. Come on now. I want to see your tree <laughs> or whatever you <laughs> So, yeah, Joe, unfortunately, only four more episodes left, man. Yeah, well, you know, there's always a lot to watch out there. We'll get on it. Uh, as long as I see Vader doing Vader stuff, I'll be happy. Bobby, good luck to you with your tree and your antenna and your internet and your air. Thank and you. All that. Thank you for what WFO, you do there, Bobby. Bobby Graham. And Sue, go out and celebrate Dave's birthday. And I will see you in a couple weeks. Obviously, we'll be back here next week on Monday. But uh, thank you. Nothing. For- Jumping on. Yeah, I'm super excited about Epping. Going to have some lobster and go see everybody. <laughs> I'm loving the logo. I think it looks really great and uh, looks very racy. That's I cool. I'm going for that. You know, I do the hat thing and the whole deal. We even got a shirt with the logo on the back. So I'll be reaching out to you guys. <laughs> awesome. That That is great. That is great. Thank you, Sue. Appreciate you. See y'all. WFO. Have a great week. There she goes. Sue Morris. And that leaves us, Giovanni. I told you we'd make it. Woo, what a go, what a job. Way to go. Keep us on on time and under budget. Schedule shows are very different. It's very, you know, one hour. Running and gunning, baby. We got it all in there, I would say. And anything we didn't, we can talk about next week. Now I'll be on oh, the hey, air. Look, happy birthday to Monica. Hers is the third, apparently. What? So that's fine. I see that. Not, I don't ah, see that I mean, in my chat section. I'm glad I got it in there. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Monica. Wow. But I'm not uh, seeing where you pick it up. All these birthdays. Everyone. Everybody's having birthdays. All right, Giovanni. Great job. Say goodbye to everybody. WFO, everyone. Bye, bye, bye. There he is. Giovanni's gone. So am I. WFO, everybody. 
Ignition on Tuesdays. It's always tough. We got the NHRA Nitro Show, Alan Reinhardt. We got all that great content last week. If you didn't see the Remembering Dave McClellan show with his Diamond P Sports colleagues, I think you should. I thought it was great. I was real proud of the work and just sitting there, like listening to the stories, thinking to myself, wow, man, these guys lived an amazing life and uh, so cool. Thanks to Sue for, uh, you know, hanging out with my friends from Miami in spite of them, uh, you know, the way they are. And <laughs> Bobby Graham and everybody who supports the show. Dragster Jeff is out there trying to log on. He says he's locked out, except he's not supposed to be. I don't understand what's going on there. Um, remember the WFO app? Very important. Download the app. You can now watch all the shows, the video stuff in the app. If you want to join the Patreons, they got some Tuesday motivation today. Patreon.com slash WFO Radio, Marvin Rodak, 817-924-6821, RodaksCoffeeAndGrills.com, Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, folks at Sam Tech and Phillips Connect, and Total Seal, and VP Racing Fuels, FTI, all on board with WFO Radio. We really appreciate them, and we'll be back 12 noon tomorrow. Probably going to be a no-guest show. Those are rare, but we're going to do it anyway. WFO, guys, thank you. This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers do not necessarily reflect that of the station ownership, advertisers, or agencies.